Mother's Day, we preach um, messages about the value of a mother and the job of a mother, the role of a mother, the character of a mother. And, and the Lord laid this on my heart about renewing our strength because what I find and I talk to moms is just I'm, I'm worn out. I am worn out. Keeping up with life, keeping up with problems, keeping up with society, keeping up with the, the, the problems that our kids have, it's overwhelming. I was telling the Sunday school class before this about my memory, and I said, I just, I, it's, it's amazing how many things that I look back and I can't remember all, all of my childhood. I can't remember even some of my kids' childhood. I just, I'll, I'll see the pictures and I'm like, man, I, I, I forgot all about that. Maybe you guys are like that, but for me, I, I struggle with that. I, I can't, my memory's not that great. I wish it was. But I can tell you that there are some things that happened in my childhood that I'll never forget. And I'm, I'm not saying bad things. And when I was a child, I viewed them as bad things. But now I look back at them and I thank God for those difficult times that I had. Because I saw the character of my mom. And that was my mom. I don't know how many of you guys know. Me and Pastor Dave are brothers. And uh, we give each other a hard time and, and joking with that. But I, I tell you, we were blessed with an incredible mother. I was blessed to, to grow up in a great home. And uh, I, I don't know how to put in words. And I know, I know we're laughing at the video at the beginning. And I, I, I hope you know you guys can laugh in church, okay? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And, uh, you know, to come and gather and edify the saints and it's fun. But I remember one particular time when I was a kid, uh, they did this fundraiser at the school. And you know how they do that where they send out the catalogs and the different things. And the, you can buy these things, but the money would go to the school, the profits would. And I remember coming home with the catalog, and I remember buying this game. It was in the catalog, and I was so excited about it. And I came home a couple weeks later, and I said, Mom, the game came in. The school said, I have to bring the money tomorrow. They have to have the money. Tomorrow's the last day. And my mom, I just remember walking away, and she had tears in her eyes. And she said, Tony, I don't know what to tell you. We don't have the money. Me and dad are going through a really hard time right now. We don't even, I said, mom, it's only $5. And she said, I don't have $5. I don't even have $5. She said, you know, you tell those times and she wasn't being a bad mom, but she just turns around and says, we don't even know how we're going to pay the bills. We don't know how we're going to buy food. We don't know. And I could just tell it was a bad time for my mom and dad. And I remember from the next morning we got up and the tension of I had to go to school and tell them that I didn't have the money. And my teacher said, you have to bring the money tomorrow. You know that embarrassment? You don't want to go in there and say, well, my mom and dad are broke. And I, and I know sometimes we say money is tight and, and we're broke or whatever, but you still have money. I remember r- literally my mom and dad being broke. I mean, no money, no credit cards, no, no, nowhere to go. They were just broke. And I was there and I remember mom and dad saying, hey, Tony has to have that $5 a day. And my dad saying, I don't know, what do you want me to do? I don't have the money. And my, my, my mom and dad, were, they were just stretched. They were, they were tight. They were, they were unhappy that they were disappointing me. And right as I was walking out the door and my dad was driving us to school, my mom pulled, us, pulled me into the bedroom. And I remember it like it was yesterday. She had tears in her eyes and she was wiping away. And she said, listen, here's $5 don't don't tell dad and and i i I know i'll make it up it's my money he'll be upset if he knew that i was spending this money in this way i'll make it up and i'll fix this but i want you to have it see i didn't i didn't understand that now until i'm I'm an adult and a parent now how much she was giving of herself putting her in a bad spot financially to to meet my need 
And I got in the car and I was driving there and my dad said, hey Tony, I know you have that thing. I feel really bad about it. My dad reached behind me with $5 and he gave me $5 and he said, son, this had to go to something else. But he said, I don't want you having to go in there and be embarrassed. You take care of it. And I remember the sacrifice and I spoke up to my dad and said, dad, mom already gave it to me at the house. And and, and both of them had the same heart to pull me out of a spot to take care of my needs. And let me tell every child here, you don't know what mom and dad goes through to get you where you're at. Amen. You have no idea the sweat, the tears, the love, the sacrifice that goes into your life. And in, in, in the truth of the matter is you can be that type of parent. And you can give and you can pour your heart out and you can love But at some part of their life, they get to the point where they are weary and well-doing. And and it's not, and you say, well, I don't know, I've never seen that in my mom. Let me tell you as a parent, mom and dad don't always show that to the kids. But there's a time of going to the bedroom, shutting the door, and weeping because you don't know what to do. And there's the times that you break mom and dad's heart and they don't have the answers, they don't have the money, they don't have the direction, they don't know what to do. As much as we want to just be this super spiritual person, well, I just call on God and God takes care of it. And let me tell you, that that is absolutely true. And I, I want to show you what that means as we turn to Matthew chapter 11. I remember my mom always working, cooking, cleaning, laundry. She worked for our Christian school, and I've told you guys the, these stories a thousand times, but... I, I, I was a little embarrassed at the time, but my mom was cleaning the bathrooms so that we could be in Christian school. And my mom would be mopping the halls and going past my classroom and peeking in there and waving at me as I was in class and doing these things to, to sacrifice to be where I'm at. But then my mom would pick it up because she'd have to pick up groceries on the way home and she would have to help us with our homework and she'd have to make dinner when she got home and she'd have to do all these things and, and I promise you, she didn't come out and saying, oh, I'm so sick and tired of taking care of your kids. I've never heard those words once. But I never saw my mom not being faithful. I never saw her give up or not want to do. And that's not even counting what my mom would do in church and things like that to serve us. See, it's human nature not to want to fail. It's human nature to want to be there. And I, I know I didn't have you turn in this passage, but let me give you a verse that will resonate with a lot of moms here. And that's 2 Thessalonians 3.13. But be ye brethren, but ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Paul was telling them, don't get worn out in the middle of you doing good. What I have realized is some people think that being spiritually exhausted and physically and emotionally exhausted is the only way that they can ever live or serve. And I, I'm, I'm going to show you guys today that that does not have to be that way. I, I'm going to tell you that I know also that moms will be pressed beyond measure and exhausted to the point where they not only want to quit, but the devil will tell them that their family would be better off without them. You think I'm crazy. You, you'd be surprised if you could see in the minds and hearts of people here. And when husbands don't step up to to support their wives and they're not doing anything to lend a hand and they sit there and they come and complain and they throw more guilt and more problems and more stress on the wife rather than supporting her because we're not right with God to understand the role in what she's doing ourselves. 
The truth of the matter is we all can be very, very selfish people. It's, it's, a, it's a me, me, me thing. And we get that from our kids. We can get it from our spouses. Everyone gets tired in the midst of trying to do good and do right. And Jesus teaches this passage in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Every mom should underline that verse. You shall find rest. I, you know, if, if you want to give mom a Mother's Day gift, and you say, well, Tony, we don't have the money to do this, and you know, restaurants we backed up, and I didn't have time to whatever, go home and take some of the burden off mom and let her rest. <laughs> She'll be the very thankful for that. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I want, I want to speak for the next few minutes on renewing your strength. And I promise you this applies to anybody and everybody here. What does it take to keep going? And I'm, I'm just going to give you some simple points out of this passage. But I can point out the first thing that God says in this is, is he points out the partnership that is involved. The partnership that we have with God. See, the thing is, you were never meant to be alone. And every, every mom would say... Man, who's going to help me with the laundry? And who's going to deal with the kids? And who's going to help with the homework? And know that, you know, who's going to take out the dog and go to the vet and drop the kids off at soccer? And, blah, 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 and I am so alone in this battle. And, and I know what you're thinking. Well, if my husband would set up, if my parents would step up, if I had more help with this, that's not the partnership that I'm talking about. See, we've all, we all felt this way at some point. He calls out the description of those where before he says, after he says, come unto me, he says, all ye that labor and heavy laden. Let me break those two words down for you. The word labor means to feel fatigue. The word labor means to work hard, to labor, to toil, to be wearied. Any mom ever feel that way? The word heavy laden means to have a full load placed upon you to be maxed out. Here's every mom that I know. I've got a load on me that I cannot just set aside. You know what, mom? You're never going to get to the point where I say, I'm just not feeding the kids today. You might feel like it, but you never do it. Right. You know, I'm just not going to, you know, feed the kids, and I'm too tired to give them that NyQuil, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to. No mom does that. Mom's up in the middle of the night with throwing up kids and sick babies and, and fevers and getting up early in the morning and making lunches and making the bus stops and all that other stuff. They're, they're heavy laden. And I'll tell you that what goes with being heavy laden is those that labor to feel fatigued, to work hard, to be exhausted. You say, I would love anything to sit down. I'd love a break. But read what he says before this. He says, come unto me. And here's the thing, because everybody knows that and you say, I wish, it doesn't say run to the church or run to even your spouse or run, if my mom and dad, God makes it very simple. The rest that you need, the, those that are heavy laden, are tired and worn out, the answer to that is to run to God. Probably the most cliche thing that any preacher would say. Yeah, it's like, I know, I need God in my life, and if I just had more of God. But it goes further and explains this. See, we get stressed a lot of times. We, we get worn out all the time. 
We read of this partnership that God is saying. He's saying you're not here to labor alone. You're not here to carry the weight alone. God gives us the invitation to come to him, to walk into his presence. Moms that are maxed out to the point where they're saying, I I just can't handle this anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to break. I'm going to fold. I'm going to go crazy. I'm not going to make it. This is how you do it, verse 29. This is where we get practical. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. Now, I, I can't remember when I did this, but I remember a while back I taught this, this illustration, and we had a picture, and I'm not doing that now. But the idea was, uh, in the scripture, a yoke, and it, this illustration is used a lot. It says, be not yoked with unbelievers and different things like that. They would take two, two cows, and they would put them together in two oxen or two donkeys or whatever it was, and they would have this, this, uh, this yoke that they would put on. It would be like a wooden thing that they would slip over their necks. It would come under their chins. And that oxen to the right could not leave the oxen to the left. They were yoked up. They, they became partnerships. Which means that no matter what the one guy in the left face, the one on the right would be there to face it with it. And you think about what Christ is saying in this passage He's saying literally the partnership, the idea that I want every mom, every person, every college student to get, you cannot do life by yourself. You can't. God said you have to be connected to me. A constant thing. No matter what you face, not just on Sunday morning, not when things are good or bad, it is a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is daily prayer. It is constant prayer. It is Steve, Steve, step up with me for a minute, if you don't mind, buddy. Here's, here's what I find that, that we do in life. And I, and I know I like to illustrate things like this. <clears throat> let's, let's take the illustration that Steve, Steve is God. And, and I'm that mom, that dad, that parent, wherever you're at in life. You know what we do? This is the idea that we do in our lives. We sit there and we'll be like, I, I'm struggling with this. God, I need you. Lord, I, I wish that God was there for me. I wish that God was faithful. I wish I didn't feel so alone in this. You know, it's this distant relationship of you calling out to God. I've been praying to God all day. I've been asking God. Things go well. You don't pray to God for four days. Things start going well again. We have distance that comes between us. God says this. Mental picture. This is where Jesus was sitting there saying, guys, if you would just live your lives like this, your relationship with God should be like this. And I know physically speaking, you're saying, well, I wish it could be like that. I wish I could reach out and touch God. I wish he was there for me. I wish I could crawl up in his arms and and feel the presence of God. But it's not that easy, Pastor Tony. It's amazing. You're discouraged and you sit down in that car with God and you just say, you know what, I've had a rough day. You turn off that radio and say, you know what, I'm miserable at work or... Johnny is going to, I'm going to get home and he's going to have that homework. And I know he's going to be crying at the table when I get there. And he's going to be saying, I can't get it, mommy. And I can't, I'm going to fail. And he's going to start crying when we go to school in the morning, telling me he doesn't want to go. You know what it is? God, God doesn't want to be your last resort that you cry out to. God's saying, what about me right now? You're laying in bed at night and you're saying, Lord, I, I, I have to get up in the morning and I'm already tired, Lord. I'm being honest. I'm tired. I don't know how I'm going to face having to get the kids to school because I know the car wasn't starting this morning. And, and, you know, all these things go through our mind. You know, when the Bible says, cast your care upon him for he cares for you, God says, here's the thing. Come unto me. Eliminate the gap. Come unto me. Stand here with me. 
Yoke up, literally meaning you don't take a step unless I go with you. If I stop you, you stop. If I go, you go. That's what the yoking is. And God said, it's supposed to be a relationship. You know what that casting your care upon him? It's like my son's not acting right, God, and I'm I'm afraid either it's rebellion. he's He's got a bad influence in his life. I don't know what it is. You know what you're doing in that moment? You're taking it off you and you're putting it on God. And God's saying, God, I, if you'll give me wisdom tomorrow, give me, tell me what to say. See, see what I'm saying? And we, we super spiritualize this stuff to where it's like, God, if you're there, and uh, I need you. And God said, you know where I'm at? I'm right here. Quit treating me like I just need to get in church on Sunday. I need to be refreshed. And guys, that's a great statement because of the people here. But let me tell you, the way that it should be, this should be you guys leaving church today. You and God, just like this. Thank you, Steve. It, it, God's saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm tired of this distant relationship. I'm tired of the, hey, I'm going through a bad day and you venting to God on the way home. God said, where was I this morning when you were in line at Tim Horton's? Where, where was I when you were getting the kids ready? Where was I when you were standing in front of the mirror for 30 minutes getting ready? Why am I not in the picture until you're falling apart? It's a daily yoke, a daily connection. I don't take a step. You can't take a moment. You can't take a day without God being there. It's a promise. I mean, it's a partnership, but we go to the promise. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. Everybody that you can't do this, you can't face it, whatever, come here. Yoke with me, connect with me. But then we see this. He said, how do you renew your strength? We, we tap into the promise. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is cool. I want to take this a little deeper as we get into that. The word rest right here means to be refreshed or take it easy. The word rest means to refresh or take it ease. God promised this. If you are tired, I promise. That, that's what he said. I will. Our God, the creator of the universe, the God that died on the cross for your sin, made you a promise today in your seat. I will refresh your heart. I will give you strength. That's what he said. I'm going to ask you, church, right now. Can you take God at his, at his word? Absolutely. If God says you can be refreshed, you can be renewed, you can have the strength that you need, and you're weary right now, you are not taking God at his word. So you don't understand. I've been praying a lot. I'm going through a really hard time. I'm facing some things with my mom and dad right now. I'm thinking some things with my kid right now. I'm, I'm facing some things with my spouse right now or my job. It's not getting any easier. Nowhere in this passage did God say, take my yoke upon me, you, and, and I'll eliminate all, every problem that you're going to have. Nowhere. But he did promise to refresh you, to renew your strength. I, uh, I, I can identify with some of you guys in here of getting to the point where you just don't know what to do. And I, I remember this as a practical illustration. And I've told a lot of stories about me buying my house two years ago. Tim and Jenny are here. They, they watched me go through the whole ordeal with this. My neighbor bought this house that was a mess. It, was, it, was, it had more work and just going through looking at it. I thought, how are we going to do that? I said, babe, we have two months overlap to go from buying this house and getting out of our apartment. Well, then our, 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 we got down to like two weeks and we were not ready to move into this house. 
And I, I, I remember getting to that point where I said, Jen, I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. My, my work in my office was backing up. I, couldn't, I, I didn't have no free time to do anything. I, I'm sitting, I remember, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning in, in, my, in my dining room with no floor, the walls ripped out, all these things going on. I, I'm on my hands and knees with this trial. I'm so tired that I'm barely even making it. I'm falling asleep. Uh, Jen's calling me saying, why, it's 2 o'clock, why are you still working? And I'm miserable. And all of a sudden, some of these guys that are here start calling me up and saying, and I, and I remember, I broke down right there, and I, I remember praying 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, God, I, I've got a family to take care of. And Lord, I'm just being honest. I have got to have a house that has a floor, Lord. I'm not trying to be picky here. I, I need a floor, Lord. We can't even walk in here. And Lord, I am exhausted and I'm tired and I'm weak and I'm weary. And, and I remember I was talking to God while, while I'm moving that trowel and doing all these things. And I'm just this. And, and the next day I come to the church and Mike Myers was there. And he goes, why are you doing that? He goes, I know how to do that. I'm going to get me and a couple of guys. We're going to be at your house and do that. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and I remember Norm Boyd and, and, and Tim and, and, and different people that are coming over and people are bringing food over. And, and I remember Jamie Martin and Ed Kaler and all these different people started calling. And one was calling another one and it was like a tidal wave. And all of a sudden I went in and every room of my house had somebody screwing or, or working or building or painting or, or doing something to get everything done in my house. And it was like God walking up to me and saying, remember how I said I could do this better than you could do it? <laughs> it's amazing how we push and we do and we do and we do and we do and we don't understand that God said, when you yoke up with me, I promise you that I could do it. it it's, it's not just, it's not just the, the fact that he said he partnership with us. He made his promises with the yoking of this is what comes with there. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And learn of me. God's saying, you're not getting this. And you're making a mess. Mom, you're making a mess. Well, I don't get it. I don't understand. God, I'm tired. And God, if you love me and and I'm supposed to be a parent, you've promised. And God said, you're not learning this, are you? You are not getting this. He said, come yoke with me and learn of me. It's not just about getting through. It's about learning him as you get through. What would happen in those situations is the one ox, when one ox was weak, the other one was stronger, and the strength of the other ox next to him would push through when the other one could not handle it. There will never come a time where Jesus looks over at you and says, I'm struggling, can you help me? I promise you it will never work that way. But I promise you, Time after time, will God get you to a spot where it's a hard? I mean, that, that plow will get hooked on that rock. I mean, that's when you think your, your child is diagnosed with something that you can't handle. If your husband says, I think I'm, they're laying off. Or, or you get into that spot when you just find out that you could be <clears throat> losing the house because they put in the second notice to, to, in, the, in the mailbox. And God says, you ready for this? You ready for this? See, that, that's pretty bad right there. But the thing is, you yoked up with me and I've got the power to handle whatever that is. When you are doing this with God, you are not doing it alone. And when you yoke up with God, you get all of his resources and all of his power with your power. You're not alone. 
And all of a sudden, you're getting through this, and you're praying and saying, God, I can't do this, and I'm sorry, and I'm worn out, and God, you made me a promise, and I'm weary. And God says, pulls you right through, and you said, wow, you are awesome. You are faithful. You are wonderful. And you're everything that I can't be, and you do what I cannot do, and you take care of me in ways that I could not take care of myself. And God says, that's why I said, learn of me. God even spells it out what you're to learn. I have taught this many times and I've never stopped and broke these two words down. He says, for I am meek and lowly in heart. The word meek means gentle and humble. The word lowly means of low degree of cast down. Why of all the words to use did he use those two words to say, learn of me for I'm lowly and meek? I I would think it should be for I am strong and mighty. I am faithful and consistent. He said, meek and lowly. Meek and lowly. You know that that's the same description that he gave us when Jesus was born in a manger. He came born meek and lowly. Gentle, kind, humble servant. King of kings laid into a manger. It's the same description that we get when we study Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Meek and lowly. He, he took off his outer robe, got down on his knees, and washed their feet in the form of a servant. Meek and lowly. Gentle, kind, humble servant. Every situation in here is different. But I can tell you the common theme that all of our situations have is they're messy. <laughs> Discovering a problem that your kid has, a financial problem that you got yourself into, You're struggling with a husband that you know is addicted to something or messed up with something. He's saying, Lord, if you had no idea. And God says, you want to know my heart? The same way that as a baby I stepped into the world. In the same way as as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I took off my outer garment and washed your feet. God says, I don't care what your problem is. God said, I step into your problems. You want me to explain that? It's only by the grace of God. The fact that when we don't deserve it and we look at God as, God, if you're there and the big guy upstairs and God, 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 you know, it's like this distant relationship. And God says, that is not how I operate as your God. God says, I'm there with you in the trenches. I'm there with you on the sidelines. I'm there with you when you want to quit. I'm there with you when you don't know what to do. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. You shall find rest for your souls. But I want to close with this thought. We go from the partnership that he desires to have with us, the promise that he gives to us. But I want, to, I want you to see the, the, the pleasure that we should find within this. We were not meant to not enjoy life as a mom or a dad. Can, can I tell you guys that? Nobody here was meant to where at the end of the day you are miserable doing it. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Both of those words right there will frustrate you to death. You're telling me this is easy? You're telling me this load is light? Lord, I am telling you what I am dealing with right now is everything but easy. And I promise you this load is not light. It is not, Lord. But see, we don't understand what he is saying in this passage The word easy in this passage means better, gracious, or kind. It means to be employed. I still didn't get it. 
I started studying the root words of this. It means to furnish what is needed to use. Have you guys ever tried to replace, and I'm talking to the guys right now, you try to replace a starter on your car and all you have is a crescent wrench? You ever been there? You need a 3 8 deep well socket. You need some channel locks on the other side. You need those things. And you're sitting there by the end of it. You're taking that, that crescent wrench, beating that thing. and saying, why won't you come out? You know, just like, say, why don't you just take it to the shop and have them done? Because I don't have $500. I have a crescent wrench. And I need my car to work. And I'm tired and I'm frustrated. And it won't work. It's like mom's trying to make a cake. And it says, beat on high at, you know, whatever with a mixer. And all you have is a big spoon. You're sitting there. You can't get the clumps out of it. It's the same biblical illustration here that God says when he said, take my yoke upon you. He's saying my yoke and everything that I am and everything that I will be is everything that you need to make this work. My yoke is easy. It doesn't mean easy like, oh, this is nothing. It means it makes it happen. It works. You can walk out of here today. And some of you right now are going to go out and live life and you won't show up again until next Mother's Day, Christmas, or Easter. And you can live that way. But I'll tell you, God's way works. Amen. You can mother your own way and use God as a band-aid that you run to on the weekend. You can sit there on Monday morning and you run to your coffee and you run to your radio station. You run to everything else and leave God out. I promise you, it will not work that way. But when you put God next to you and say, God, I'm going to work and I'm tired and I need you and I don't want to face a thing without you. God, help me when I get there. God said, you kidding me? I'm already there in the office and I'm working things out right now. That's how God works. The Bible says that my God goes before me. My God is able. My God wins and has a victory. Doesn't mean easy. It means that we'll get the job done. And through the whole thing, we learn. I, I just ask this question. Moms, are you worn out? Dads, teens, whoever you are, are you worn out? Are you weary in well-doing? Because the opening of this, he says the words, come unto me. Which literally means it takes action for you to get out of your little comfort zone and your little attitude and just say, you know what, this isn't working. Lord, I need you more than anything. Right now, I need you. And God says, just to be prepared, when you get there, God says, all right, take this yoke upon you because I don't want you leaving this by my side. Don't run off just because you found another man or a boyfriend. or Don't, don't, don't run off just because things seem to be okay and you got a raise and now you don't need me. Don't run off. Stay right here. Yoke up with me, because I'm not done with you. 